Where is my mind? It's an independent podcast by me, Chevy, also known as Brian R.B. Um, I am doing this as an amateur, self-proclaimed, and I'm expressing my opinions and also trying to educate about mental health, mental awareness, and our own thoughts that we have, maybe the thoughts that we don't want to discuss on a daily basis, the things that we might keep down inside and think about late at night to ourselves, maybe express to an old close friend online that shall never be disclosed. So, where's my mind, formerly known as 3AM Thoughts, uh, is my own personal opinions podcast, and also try to uh, amateur self-help thing. Here we go. Check it out. Tell me what you think. You can always email me at drchevy, that's D-R-S-H-E-V-V-Y, drchevy at gmail.com. I don't expect to get any responses, but hey, if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to hear them. I apologize for the speech impediment. I'll do the best I can. And uh, have at it. Here we go, guys. Good afternoon. This is Chevy speaking. Welcome to Where's My Mind? It's been a while since I've made a podcast, recorded anything. Um, I've made a few attempts. And I recorded and erased it and recorded and erased it. <clears throat> I'm really hoping that this is my, my win-win here, and I do believe it is. Um, I've been going through one hell of a time in my life. Things have not been easy. Yes, I did break up with Matt. We, we broke up. And uh, it's been really hard. I've been having crying spells. I've been having anxiety, depression. Uh, being somebody that is a highly sensitive person, uh, I'm an... INFP, personality type, I feel deeply, I love deeply, I break deeply. And that's not exactly what this episode is going to be about, but that is the basis, the foundation of my thoughts. Lately, I felt like I had not had a voice. I had not had a voice to myself. I feel like I have been disconnected from the world around me, from myself. I have been dissociating. I've had some good times. I've reconnected with an old friend. Um, you've heard Nicole be on several episodes now. Um, she's a good friend of mine. It's nice to have a social life again. Um, first off, I want to talk about my relationship style, and I, I don't think many can relate to this. And if you can, I'm sorry, <laughs> and welcome aboard. Um, I tend to, I, in this case, I never had it quite like this before, but I had what is referred to as obsessive love. Obsessive love is an unhealthy attachment style based on the um, anxious preoccupied style where I literally try to base my life around that person. Um, all of their uh, interpersonal uh, relationships, friendships, family don't no longer really matter as much. Um, I, all I care about is being around that person, uh, being at work, uh, I am codependent. I need them uh, to talk to on my smoke breaks, um, um, any break I can. I want to text throughout my shift. Um, not very work appropriate. I apologize to my bosses for that one. But at least I, I acknowledge, I, I admit it. I understand what I've been doing. I was obsessed with Matt in many ways. He was my life and I wanted him to be my life. That's all I wanted in life. So now I'm back single. I've been single for almost a month now, somewhere around that. I think it'll be a month in about two days. Um, I have not quite entered the quote unquote dating scene yet. Well, I have tried. Um, and that's what I really want to talk about. So 
I want to acknowledge that I am a demisexual, bisexual, mostly gay, male, cis male. And I, the, the, demi, the demisexual part mostly refers to the fact that I require some kind of emotional connection to have sex. Um, anonymous sex is a massive turnoff for me. And I'm not, I'm not downing anybody that likes that. Um, I'm more sober today. It is 3 or 7 p.m., for example. I'm not drunk. Um, so I want to talk about what the gay community is like now and where we're headed and what it's like for young gay males. I am 32. I came out. I, I was outed when I was as young as 13 years old um, due to incidents. <laughs> Let's not go into that. So I have been open if asked, my entire life, basically, since I, since uh, eighth grade, early, early high school, if somebody were to ask me, hey, Brian, I heard you're bisexual, I'd say, yeah, I am. And if they have a problem with that, then they can, they, honestly, they can go fuck off. I really don't care. Um, I've been judged my entire life, and you know what? Sometimes it gets to me when I'm really down in the dumps, when, I'm, when it's 3 a.m., <laughs> those 3 a.m. thoughts. But for the most part, I just uh, let it bounce off of me. Um, I dress the way I want to dress. I do not look gay, um, uh, so, so to speak, though uh, for a long time between the ages of, I'd say, um, 15 or 16 up through age 20, uh, I identified as gay. And a lot of times I still do. It's just easier that way than to describe demisexual, bisexual, mostly gay. It, it, it's a mouthful, man. So if I'm meeting a guy, I might as well just be gay. Yeah, I had relationships with women. Yes, I had children. I love them with all my heart. They're the most important people in my whole life for my children, and nothing will ever change that. But when I try to meet somebody, I might as well say I'm gay. So I'm here to speak about the current gay culture, mostly in America. Giving you that long pause there to think about that. Millennials might remember this awful song that got played from Night of the Roxbury called What is Love? I think that's what it was from, where it was from, but What is Love? Do gay people know what love is? <clears throat> Do gay people care about finding love? Or are they, have they been so repressed? Have we been so repressed our entire lives that we have forgotten about even finding love? Or are we just a bunch of horny, sad motherfuckers? And I have an issue with that, especially with my ex and his current lifestyle compared to mine. I mean, he's free to do whatever he wants. He is his own person. You are all your own people. You do what you want. But I'm talking about what's lost. Why do we fight for gay marriage? Why do we fight for marriage equality? If most gay men have no interest in monogamous relationships, it is okay to have an open relationship. But why? Why are we, as women always said we did, thinking with our dicks so much? Honestly, I don't even want to think with my dick. Like, I'm offended at the concept. Yes, I get aroused sometimes. I like one person. Yes, I've been in group sex. I've had threesomes. I have no problem admitting that. I'm not alone. Most gay, hetero, bisexual people have all had these things. Not, I should say most, but it's not uncommon, okay? Trust me, it is not. So it's like, that's all cool. But where's the, where's the actual dating culture? I see where the hookup culture is. Where's dating? Through apps like Grindr, Tinder, Facebook dating. Um, I can't say I use Tinder too much. I was quite displeased by it. But anyway, so 
I noticed that most men all wear a mask. Women do too. Everyone in the dating scene wears a mask because we are afraid to admit our true selves to the people that we are talking to for fear of rejection. And you are talking to the numero uno of fear of rejection here, okay? I am terrified of it. But I have come to the point in my life now where I believe I should put myself out there as I am so that once they, if I did not, if I were to wear a mask, which I still do to some extent, there are definitely parts of me that I should not be admitting on the first chat, but that they would reject me once they found out who I really am. So what's the point of worrying about being rejected when your true self comes out if you're going to have to divulge it anyway? So I believe that the best course of action is to put myself out there as I am, who I am, and be accepted or rejected. And that way, before I even get to know the person, it's easier. So if I get to know someone and I start to actually like them, if I like this guy, so to speak, and I'm rejected, it's gonna hurt a lot more than just some random person on the internet that says no, blocks me. And you know what, That's, I'm okay with that because I have to do that too. Now, if I'm on Grinder, which I really am, I'm not saying wrong with it, but I, with somebody who's more into connection, Grinder is not always my best course of action. So, the first thing that I get from somebody is a picture of their dick. I'm probably going to either... I, I'm just going to ignore it. If they keep it up, I'll have to block them. Why don't you just see my dick in person? Why don't you just wait until you meet me and decide if it matters what my dick looks like? And mind you, I'm quite, quite, quite proud of it. I'm not going to repeat that one. But, um, so... Where am, I, where am I going with this? The lack of connection in the gay community is obscene, in my opinion. There are so many of us that want to connect. We want to people to understand us, to understand ourselves better. Well, the first step is understanding ourselves. Like I said, if you can know more about yourself and understand who you are as a person, who you truly are, then you'll be less afraid to open up and commit to that with a new partner. And, okay, part number two, and I'm going to trying to elaborate on all these. My, my brain has been a catastrophe of thoughts here, there, and everywhere lately, but where's the monogamy? A lot of open relationships exist in the gay community. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I kind of sort of did, did it myself once. So I guess, like, for true connection, for true commitment, call me old school, old-fashioned, traditional. I believe that True commitment is monogamy, and jealousy is real. And I'm almost flabbergasted at the lack of commitment and jealousy that I've seen in the gay community. Even on Facebook dating, where we are supposedly there for actual dating, wanting a relationship, I believe that a lot of people are totally down with open relationships. I found this, and I myself am not okay with that. I am the jealous type. And if you are the jealous type also, that's okay. Like, you can be jealous. You, that, you know, that means that you care about your partner. That means that you really love them and you want them all to yourself. Dude, by all means, take it and keep it. Um, unless you're being abusive or controlling. And I'll get into that too because I've had my bouts with controlling. I have been the controlling one. So let's say, let, let, me, let me take my own, my own experience, for example. Let me take my own experience, for example. I know that when my partner 
my gay partner is hanging out with other gay males while I'm at work, I had this little tinge of paranoia in my brain. Because unlike two straight females hanging out or two straight males hanging out, there is a possibility of physical connection here that could happen when men think with their dicks, which happens far too much, in my opinion. Where am I going with this? So, that jealousy though, that can lead to codependence, which it did for me, um, obsessive love. I thought my partner was everything and then more. He was the world and above and beyond. And the idea of anybody else having him the way I had him made me so jealous that it literally hurt my fucking stomach at work if I wasn't around. I wanted to be involved in these things, like just regular friendships hanging out, and it seemed like they only happened when I was gone. And then you think, I'm the common denominator here. I'm, there's a reason for this. Is he embarrassed about seeing his friends seeing me? I am not your average gay male. I look different, dress different, act different, talk different. Um, people all believe I'm straight until I tell them. They say they would have never have guessed, and you know, that's cool. Keep them guessing. I love throwing people for a loop. Here's, here's your curveball, motherfuckers. <laughs> Take it. So it's like, um, I cherish my partner. I cherish them with all my heart. I will give my love every ounce of it that I have to them. And I think they deserve it. I want it back. I got it back. And then you get jealous and you think, I, I need to keep it. I need to keep all this to myself. So then, is that healthy? No, it's not. Trust is where that comes from. You need to find trust. Maybe a lot of gay men are in open relationships because they lack the ability to feel the compassion due to lack of trust. They don't know themselves enough. They have not soul searched. They have not opened themselves up to their true potential and identity. And therefore they cannot trust their partner for who they are either. The more you know and love yourself, the more trust you will have for your partner. In this past month, I have continued my progress, my journey on knowing myself and understanding who I am, why I'm in here, and what my goddamn purpose is. I'm fucking trying, all right? <laughs> Sorry to get so intense there. So it's like they want to have a relationship with no connection. They are there for emotional support that is not even truly true. It's false. Um, the emotional support is there to say I love you, good night, and then make dinner, but where is the deep talk about feelings and emotions and regrets and, uh, and desires that are normally part of any true relationship, open or closed? I don't believe that should matter. Even if you, if you have an open relationship with your boyfriend and you are not able to talk about how you really feel, then there is a lack of trust, therefore a lack of communication, therefore the relationship, unless you can work on this, maybe with a counselor or with your own self-therapy, is doomed to fail, as mine did. I was very open about communication, I was very open about my feelings, who I am, what I want, what I want to get out of this relationship. And I don't feel that my partner, Matt, reciprocated that enough. I'm not trying to put him on the spot here, there's nothing wrong with him. A lot of people struggle with self-identity. And I think a lot of it comes down to going through the hardships, the heartbreak, the, the emotional turmoil and ruin. And if you can feel these things, if you go from, from cloud nine down to fucking beneath the earth hell, and you can work your way back up to ground level, that's a great fucking start. Because in that time that you spend crying or ruminating about the past and what could have been, what should have been, what happened, what was, 
that will help you discover what you want in your next relationship and how to handle things better. I view every chapter of my life and my relationships each, each equals so at least one or two chapters. That is a way to analyze my behaviors, what I failed on, what I succeeded in, what I did, what I wanted and didn't get, what I did get and want to keep getting what I got and do not want again. And then you can know what you want in your next relationship. Our failures are not all failures. Our failures are a learning tool. They are a means of understanding things better to deal with them more efficiently in the future. Okay? So, one thing I learned. Don't open yourself up, all your vulnerabilities, point blank, right at the get-go. Bad mistake. Those can be used against you, and that partner might even capitalize on that. I'm kind of being redundant here. It can be used against you. And it also makes you seem, what's the word, too whimsical, um, frivolous. Um, uh, you know, have that barrier up a little bit. But be ready to take it down when the time is necessary. You will know when it's time to tear down your wall for someone when they deserve it. If you go through the entire relationship and you were never able to break down that wall, either the relationship was not right for you or you need some therapy. And you can do that on your own. You can self-therapize. You, or you can find your own... Psychologytoday.com I'm not trying... This is not sponsored. I'm not getting any money for this, but I'm just highly recommending it. Psychologytoday.com You can find a great therapist and a lot of them take Medicare, Medicaid. Um, you can, if you have government health insurance, it's very easy to find a counselor, a therapist that will be good for you. Um, you know, if you can open up your emotions to at least one person, a non-biased party, that being a, a therapist, open them up to one non-biased party, then you can really feel the ability to do that again to somebody that is more close to you in your personal life. For me, I can't have a relationship without discussing feelings. I can't have a relationship without discussing emotions. I need to have that connection there in order to be happy and content in my relationship. By the way, I want to apologize to the fan in the background. Listen, it is hot as hell on this July day here, July 6th, uh, 2022, and I don't have an AC, and I, I'm sorry, that background noise is going to be there. I'm doing the best I can here, but if you actually care about this issue, I'm, I, I'm hoping that you can put up with it. I have faith in you, motherfucker. I have faith. Yeah. So, where am I going with this? Open relationships. Why? Why do we want an open relationship from the start? It is true that in most relationships, monogamous ones, you will get bored with your partner's body. Unless you can create, ultimately, new things to spice up the relationship, the sex life, um, switch things up a bit, change things around, get exciting, you will get bored. Some people are okay with that. I myself am okay with that. I'm okay with one person. If I truly love them, I will find them attractive to the end. But there is no end, there's no ends to justify the means here. They're always sexy as fuck in my book. I, I still find that attractive. I still have that connection in my brain. I still feel that feeling. I'm not truly over it yet. I'm not. And that's why I know that I'm not ready for a new relationship yet. Not until I'm over it. Of course, part of me, the old side, side of me, the younger, more uh, juvenile part of me says, jump into a relationship. Find one as soon as you can. And you won't be lonely. You feel like you belong somewhere. Somebody calls you theirs. You have an owner. 
you are happy. Yeah, that may be true. But will the relationship succeed? Will the relationship succeed until I am truly over my previous one? Probably not. Because there's that lingering want, desire for that one person. Maybe I'm picturing them, my, part, my, 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 my ex, while I'm having sex with my new boyfriend. This has not happened yet. I'm single. But, you know, I can see that happening. And it's like, so what does this tie into it? Open relationships. Is your libido really that strong? You need it. This is where it comes to the sex addiction. Sex addiction is where somebody cannot go without having sex sometimes. Most of the time, they need it. This is what drives them. This is their drug. I can't say that I don't have other things that I use to create, curb that desire, that craving. It's not sex, though. But I definitely am not sober some of the time. Hee hee hee. So it's like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to live the rest of your life being truly lonely? Physically, you might be satisfied. But emotionally, where are you? Are you in check with your emotions? Are you even aware of your emotions? Or do you just block them out all the time and pretend they don't exist? And drugs also could take a part in that. Drugs are huge in the gay community. I am not innocent myself. Um, a lot of men use them to numb those feelings. So I'm going to tell you right now that a lot of grinder hookups are in the closet. They don't even admit they're gay. They wouldn't tell their mother, their best friend, they're gay. Or their wife, maybe. Um, so how does it feel to be used homosexually by someone that is bisexual that does not tell anybody but their hookups who don't know their real name that they are into men. That is degrading to me. To be used, I say used because they're using you for physical satisfaction, nothing more. So to be used by a dishonest man is not honest with himself or his loved ones about who he truly is for his own sexual gratification and then dumped and left and you are nothing to them. That is degrading and it hurts me. It hurts my senses and it hurts my sense of value. I have a moral code. Yeah, you ever heard of that? Some people forgot that such a thing existed. A, a sense of morals, values that I have. It means I will not subject myself to sexual or criminal abuse. I will not subject myself to be somebody's toy until they are done with me and then dump me. I'm sorry, I think I'm worth more than that. Are you? Because if you say no, maybe it's a cake. Maybe you have a degradation fetish. Otherwise, maybe you're just that fucking desperate. Having an emotional connection is imperative to a proper sex life. You will feel more gratified after sex with another man if there is a connection there. Otherwise, it's just lust, and that's like releasing anger, which is good. Get that anger out, but it's still, it comes back when you're done. It's gone for an hour, maybe, and, it, and it's back. You still feel that sense of not knowing yourself. So, please, do yourselves a favor. If you fit into any of these categories, I'm not saying that you're wrong by doing what you're doing. I'm saying that you could do better. And there are a lot of people like me out there that are sensitive. I'm a highly sensitive person. I feel deep. I care deep. I love deep. And I hurt deep. And my anger goes deep too. My frustration goes deep. Everything about me is deep. Heh. You can give them the subject. You can take that several ways. So what I'm saying is... <laughs> innuendo, yay. So what I'm saying is that... 
find who you are. Find what you want, what you truly desire in life, in your sex life, your relationship life, and go for it. And if more, if we, if we can educate these young gay men on what it's like to actually have a connection with yourself and help them find they can have a connection with other people and it's not just about who has the hottest body, how much of a slave you are, how much of a, a, tw- a twink you are, or whatever you can do to satisfy older men, which is honestly quite dis- disgusting in my opinion, but that's just my opinion, then maybe we can have a better outcome for the future of the gay community. Like I said, we wanted marriage equality. We're not living up to our part. We got what we wanted and we're failing. We are letting down the Supreme Court decision for gay marriage across the country by not owning up to marriage values. Thank you. Amen. Good night. I want to add a epilogue here. It's been over an hour since I've recorded and I've sat and mulled over this a little bit, you know, here and there. Um, I want just wanted to add that however you choose to live your life as a straight, bisexual, gay, male, it doesn't matter, that is your choice. And you go be you. I'm just here stating my opinion, and I do believe that I wish that there were more people in the gay community who are open to true connection and commitment and true monogamous love. You do you. My only request, find yourself. Know who that you really is. Over and out.